What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of National Pastime. John Toaster, J-Rob here, and we've got some quarterback movement to talk about. Uh, we've been off for the last few weeks. It's been a sleepy start to the offseason. In fact, we hadn't had anybody officially tagged or um, any rumors of tags happening up until the last couple of days, and all of a sudden a bunch of guys are getting tagged now. A lot of shit's gone down. We will get to the big stuff, and we're going to start with Russell Wilson traded to the Denver Broncos. Uh, the deal, and keep me honest here, guys, is for two firsts, including the ni- number nine overall pick this year, two second-round picks, mm-hmm. Drew, Drew Locke, <laughs> Noah Fant, Shelby Harris. Yep. And, and, a, and a fourth and a fifth swap. So Denver fourth got a fourth okay. back and Seattle got a fifth. Um, worth mentioning that one of those second round picks is one of the Rams picks that they got for the Von Miller trade. So it doesn't hurt as bad as it probably sounds. Right. So, it, yeah, because it's going to be pick 64, right? So, um, well, I guess, J-Rob, we'll just, we'll give you the floor as our We're promoting him just because his team gets a fucking quarterback, finally. <laughs> Dude, it's, it's a quarterback league, that's how that works. you know? Six damn years. <laughs> that's how that uh, works. Man, First I mean, dude, I I can't believe it. I Especially the way the morning started with Rodgers, basically. I know we'll get to the Rodgers stuff, but like the roller coaster of like him saying he's staying in Green Bay, it's like, well, fuck, now we're back to square one. We can't draft a quarterback, and we can't seem to land one. And then less than maybe an hour and a half later, they're like, oh, by the way, Denver's getting Russell Wilson. And I had no idea that that was even like on the table. They've been talking for like a couple weeks now. And usually rumor mills kind of hit the like online like circulations at least a little bit. But I like I knew he wanted out, but I didn't think that Denver was like working hard. And holy fucking shit, did they fucking land a whale like that's on on the field and off the field. Like he's a huge just like influx into your team. He's a good leader. I know he's a goob, but like you, we have a quarterback. Like we have a guy that in my eyes is better than Rodgers from a longevity standpoint. You know, Rodgers is what 38 and I know that Rodgers is toilet a different for 12 level. straight days, so you know, you got to <laughs> think about the commitment there. Yeah, and his toe, you know, is mm-hmm. really just like who knows what his toe's going to do and God forbid he's in a mood. Like that's like, I don't know. He's such a prima donna now that I'm not, I wasn't that worried about if, it or that. If I gave it. you, if I gave you the option before this went down and said, you can have Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. Now, obviously the, the cost to acquire is a part of that as well. And we'll maybe uh, get to that in a second here, but just name for name, who would you have preferred as a Broncos fan? Um, I, it, were you asking me like a week ago or are you asking me like six months ago? Yeah. Like last, last week, if I said, look, the last Broncos week, are going to land a quarterback, it's either going to be Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. Who would you prefer? I would have said Post Russ national championship loss. Yeah. yeah. I would have said Russ. Cause I was over, I, I think like everyone was getting over with like Aaron Rodgers antics. And if we're looking at the age thing, too, like certainly was. <laughs> are they like for sure done like they definitely back called now. that off but he's gonna get picked and become the highest paid quarterback i think they're, ah, they're back. yeah money talks yeah. uh i it's easy to say russ but i think i honestly do think i would say russ even a week ago because it just you're getting a younger guy you're getting a guy who's way less abrasive and 
I know I keep mentioning it, but like what he does for the community is something that's a very like hard thing to find in a professional athlete, let alone like your leader of the team. And so I think there's a lot of intangibles that he brings more than just being a good football player. For sure. So speaking of the cost, Toaster, I kind of want to kick over to you. What did you think of the cost? If if we're declaring a winner here, um, do you have one yet? Is this something we need to see play out a little bit? Well, I, ha- I have to laugh because uh, intern over here says that the Broncos aren't able to draft the quarterback. They could have drafted Russell Wilson over Brock Osweiler in 2012 and sure. um, would have been like a Jordan Love situation. You just let him sit behind the incumbent veteran let him you know get past his neck surgery and then let him play um no there's a clear winner to me because one team has a franchise quarterback and one team doesn't that's yeah. the only thing here russell wilson cost the broncos 26 million dollars against the cap they were already um in very very good cap uh in a very good cap situation so they have a ton of room to maneuver and put extra talent maybe a von miller and if uh john elway wants to throw back on his uh, first draft pick that he's ever had. Um, so there's clearly a winner to me. That's the Broncos. I, I had to laugh at the lock and fant throw in quite frankly, because it almost seemed like a save face for the Seahawks. They're on, they're on contract years. There's, you're not going to be competitive next year and you're taking on very cheap salaries, but what are you expecting to get out of fant and lock? Um, Shelby Harris still has two years left, but if you've, tag fans the next year and you're paying him 10 million dollars and you don't you still don't have a quarterback i i don't quite see what the value was there i would have taken a couple of later round picks and said okay you enjoy fans um on the broncos and go win a damn championship because you're in the other division other yeah I, i just don't think looking at the package they got enough i mean the the going rate right now for a you know all-star quarterback appears to be three first round picks. They got two and the only one of which is going to be any good this year's pick is in a year where you're not getting a quarterback, or at least you're not seemingly going to be able to get a franchise changing quarterback with that pick. Right. Apparently they had a deal on the table with Washington that included three first round picks, but Seattle wanted him out of the NFC and like in my mind well i think it, russell also has a no trade clause so it could have been right. russ pushing back on saying that i don't really care to play for this dude named dan snyder i've barely ever heard of him he hasn't really been in the news <laughs> that that's that's a great point and from what we hear anyway and of course it's always after the fact so take it with a grain of salt but russ only won in denver um in my mind like if you're seattle not getting patrick sertan the second not getting one of those denver wide receivers is a huge miss those three players they got back in the deal are worthless to me they're not going to be long-term building blocks i may be no offense but we haven't really his motivation to stick around that's what i'm saying like if you don't have a quarterback Next year, you've got a franchise tag them essentially to keep them. Mm-hmm. So until you get somebody that can get him the ball, and guess what? We've already seen what he does with Drew Locke. Not exactly all that impressive. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, but- Pete Carroll loves to run the football, and you guys, Seahawks fans, are in for a rude awakening to see how bad Noah Fink is at run blocking. Dude, he is not a good run blocker, and so. All right. 
He's so Rashad, get don't, put it, don't put stock in Rashad Penny this year on the too high of a contract that ultimately uh, Schneider and Carroll are going to give him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're Seattle, do you just run lock this year and just go for shit? Like go for well, worse? I mean, we so we can get into what this ultimately means for the Seahawks. I do want to, I, I do want to touch on the Broncos though, uh, before we get to Seattle. Cause I feel like it's going to be a longer discussion. Um, where do we rank the Broncos right now in the AFC West and ultimately in the AFC after this deal? Are you putting them ahead of one of the Chiefs, Chargers, or both potentially? Personally, I'd probably put them above the Chargers just because I think the Chargers are cursed. And like you just, if you're going tit for tat quarterback play, you have. Pretty equal quarterback. Like Herbert's got a better arm, like a little better like skill set, but Russ has the experience that I think it would elevate him above Herbert in a, in a head-to-head matchup. I wouldn't go as far as to crowning them above the Chiefs after the Chiefs have just been giving it to the entire AFC West for the past four years. But Pat Mahomes' contract starts to kick in. He they might not be able to re-sign, you know as many guys as they want to, to maintain rosters, Patrick or Patrick Kelsey, Travis Kelsey is getting what he's 33. Like he's getting older and yeah. So I would put them under the chiefs, but I do think it elevates them above the chargers right now. I put them above the chargers for the same reason that you do. For some reason, the Cardinal, the chargers are cursed, but the defense for the chiefs is going to be decimated this year. They don't have the money to play the guy, pay the guys that they ultimately need to, uh, to keep that you know level-headed attack going. So if they can run with Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey and get enough offense going, then yeah, they can pull it off. But I, I think we saw last year that there's enough um, error in that. Right? We can't just trust Patrick Mahomes to throw. 50 yard Mm -hmm. touchdown passes every time I I ultimately put the Broncos at the top right now, because I think that they were the most complete team going in and they just Mm -hmm. were missing the most important position. And once you get that most important position and Russ is able to extend some plays, obviously has great deep ball accuracy. I think Tim Patrick is going to have a field day on this team. Now Um, I, I think they're the new favorite in the West and that 10 year $450 million contract is going to hurt going to hurt the chiefs long-term yeah i mean so russ has two years left on his deal i'm assuming that he's he'll probably take the stafford route and play this one year on his current deal but he's going to want to get paid now if you're assuming that he's going to be healthy and he's going to be around for a while you can give him a long extension backload a lot of that money and extend sort of this window that they have but as far as ranking them, I think, and maybe I'm a little too close to it being in Seattle here, but the way Russ played at the end of last year, and I I know like coming off the injury was, you know, one thing, but it wasn't just his ability to throw the ball. It was like the decisions he was making. And when you couple that with the way that he ended two seasons ago, after that super hot start and the let Russ cook movement, I, I love Russell Wilson. I He's one of my favorite players to watch. And I still think if you're asking me to rank quarterbacks right now, he's in my top five. But I'm a little nervous that we've seen a little too much bad from Russ as of late. That doesn't mean he can't turn it around in the right situation. The Seahawks have been 
a terrible situation for him, um, minus having Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf to throw to. But um, so maybe we see a turnaround. But that does worry me slightly. Is that Russ isn't top five? I don't even if he slides to top. I don't think he's. I don't think he's top two in that division. Quite frankly, I would put Herbert (laughs) and Mahomes above him. I I I just think the surrounding cast that's available to him is is superior to the Chiefs and again the Chargers just not being <laughs> disciplined enough to to ultimately get the job done and again that's I, I thought that would change with Staley it's just been so damn long that I can't give the I can't give the Chargers the benefit of the doubt on that anymore <laughs> right well we'll see they they it was their first year with him right in theory they will spend this whole offseason remaking that defense which should remove some of that margin of error uh, for their offense there. So Both we'll see the fifth down for the uh, rules committee. See what happens. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I've got a question for you guys. Um, if you, if there was not the extra wild card spot, does this trade ever even get pursued like at all? Or do you think that extra wild card spot makes it easier or more enticing to risk loading a division like this, knowing that you could all three get in? It's a, I think it's a fantastic great question. question. Um, unfortunately the response is you need a franchise quarterback and you didn't have one. So regardless of, they didn't give up too much, right? I mean, no. if the going rates, three first round picks for this, then only giving up two and a quarterback you weren't going to use anymore, a tight end that's, you know, great, but on one year left on the contract, like there really wasn't a lot of value given up. I, I say you'd take this chance day in, day out, especially when you put that up against the fact that at some point Herbert's going to need to get paid, and at some point Mahomes is, or this year, Mahomes' contract is going to kick in, and it's going to be harder to keep that division stacked like it is, whereas Russ is already on his contract, so that's already been accounted for. Yeah, I, I think that's a great question. Um, I would I would probably think that traditionally, and like traditional football guys historically may have set out to rebuild you know you get a new coach the quarterback that you took highly last time obviously didn't work out the teddy bridgewater situation didn't work out to the degree that you maybe hoped it did would and i think you might see an old school football guy generally just say okay you know what this is our opportunity we've got mahomes and herbert over there let's just tear it down you know and play for the next four years or something you know what i mean like but I, I do think that opened it up a little bit more. And I, I don't know, George Payton to me just seems like the kind of guy that isn't going to just rest. Right. I mean, the fact that they, they traded Von Miller last year, got what they were able to get for him. And now they might resign him again. I mean, like he just seems to be a couple moves ahead right now when it comes to a lot of these general managers across Almost the league. Like Bill Belichick does. Ah, it's weird, huh? huh? Yeah. Have you guys but, seen Vaughn like I, lobbying hard to like to, like pitch coming back? Like he's oh, basically yeah, damn near yeah. like adding them, being like, "Yo, where's my contract?" At? I yeah. I do want to throw this out there. It's typical corporate America where you take the intern's idea, barely adjust it, and then take all the credit for it. Um, we looked at this from the team perspective. Does Russ waive his no trade clause if there's not? three playoff spots in the AFC West. And I think that's the real question because that's going to, that's going to define his legacy, right? Is how far can he go to the playoffs? 
No, that's a great call out as well. I mean, I, I think it, this situation in Seattle reached a point where it needed to happen. And Denver, even in that sack division, is an enticing enough spot with all the pieces around that. I, I think it was like, okay, well, if I'm going to force my way out, like forcing my way out to this situation, even if I don't make the playoffs is fine. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, that's really intriguing. And I know toaster you are not generally a fan of that second wild card but if it does cause more teams to push their chips in and go for it i'm i'm on board i'm, I'm on board. I'm down for more movement um and i'll leave it with props to russell wilson for leaving the hardest division in the nfc for the hardest division in the afc i mean dude wants to compete that's all i can take away from this he does. He does for sure. Um, before we move on to maybe somebody who didn't want to compete and Aaron Rodgers, um, let's, I, I do want to talk about what this means for Seattle though. Um, they decided that they were going to roll with a 70 year old coach instead of a hall of fame quarterback. They also cut Bobby Wagner yesterday and they look to be in a full-scale rebuild now. I, I mean, they could be in for some very, very dark days. Very, very dark days. Pete would want to go through that. Like, when we were talking about what is it Pete or Russ that stays, if it, they lose Russ and they lose Wagner, I don't know what Pete plans on doing for his legacy at this point, right? I mean, what I just don't understand what he thinks. Like, Pete's smart enough to know that if you don't have a quarterback, nothing really matters. Pete's had three seasons in Seattle, two before Russ got there, and this year where really Russ missed... though, because he was USC coach, and we haven't seen a USC quarterback succeed in the NFL for, like, fucking ever. So he, he might still be delusional that he can turn anybody and everybody into a competitive quarterback, but carry on. That could be true. That could be true. But Pete's two seasons prior... Uh, Two seasons as the Seahawks coach prior to Russell getting there. They won seven games. Last year, Russ misses time. He's injured. They win seven games. I don't think it's going to get much better than that. Um, you know, unless they just believe that they are going to be able to find the next Richard Sherman, the next Bobby Wagner, the next Russell the Wilson. Next Russell Wilson. <laughs> yeah. If they believe in their drafting that that much. But if you look at their record, their draft record over the last handful of years, it is terrible. There's yeah. no reason to think that any amount of first round picks they would have gotten is going to work out for them. And I also feel like this move was an overcorrection for the mistake they made with Jamal Adams, which is one of the worst things you can do is essentially doubling down on your mistake in that way. And, and Chris Ballard to his credit, and we will get to that as well with Carson Wentz pulled out, didn't, you know, dig in. These guys seem like they made a horrible, horrible mistake. I feel so bad for my friends that are Seahawks fans. I texted them yesterday. I was like, you know, I'm sorry for your loss. Um, I think a lot of people are in the bargaining stage <laughs> right now. Um, yeah, because they got so, a tight end. They were only a tight end away. They got right. fan, just like Jimmy Graham turned the team I thought, around. I thought Gerald Everett last year was going to be the the piece that you know really took them to the next level. We'll tight end. Yeah, we can, we can, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's just a, a tough, tough look for Seattle. Um, I think they're in for some tough times. 
uh, honestly. It's you don't know how good you have it. They made the playoffs, what, nine straight years um, after Russ took over as starter. And there was, I, I mean, going through it last offseason with the Bears and me being close and like talking to all those guys, I mean, they were, the fans were ready to move on from Russ. And it, it's just, you don't know how good you have it until you don't. So, um, Seahawks fans, I feel for you, and uh, we'll see what ends up happening here. I've just got to say, Matt Flynn's only 36 years old, so if you want to retry that experiment, oh, still, oh. still, still eligible. <laughs> was Pete uh, the one who gave him that deal? Had to uh, have been, right? Yeah. Was, yeah, because it was the same. Yeah. yeah. We can dive into this more, but... Um... Do you think Seattle also made this deal because they saw that nine pick and there's a quarterback in this class that they think could be the guy or would be the guy? Or is it just like the class is so flat that it doesn't matter? I would hope not. I don't think there's any way they take a quarterback with the ninth overall pick when they got Drew Locke in return for this. If they didn't get Drew, I could see them trying to reach. You don't think they go for like Willis? I I think. I think they recognize that this just isn't the draft to build in the early rounds on a quarterback. There is talk that they might be trying to make a push for Deshaun Watson. That's where they're ultimately going. They can feel good about his legal situation. Um, so we'll see. Maybe all these picks uh, ended up getting flipped you know, to Houston in this. But um, yeah, it's just oof. You never are going to win a trade where you're giving up a franchise quarterback, but I feel like they took as big an L with the package that they got in return here as they possibly could have. Um, so tough day for Seahawks fans. We left out the $26 million in dead money to get rid of Russell. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which again, I was told there, I was told two things by Seahawks fans. I was told there's no way that they will take a 20 plus million dollar dead cap hit. And there is no way that they will choose 70 year old Pete Carroll over Russell Wilson. And I, I don't know what universe we're in. Maybe, you know, we're in some multiverse weird shit, but it happened people. So that'd be awesome with stuff going on right now. I could appreciate this being a multiverse, but do have to say nothing's official. New league year does not start until March 16th. So nothing's official. I mean, okay. Russ did show up to Denver on a private jet yesterday. I think it's like Any pretty much happening. <laughs> yeah, it would take one of the players uh, on the Seahawks side to not pass the physical, but I can't imagine that happening. They um, reworked the deal. All three players are so insignificant, they would just rework the deal. <laughs> well, speaking of nothing's official, Aaron Rodgers technically hasn't signed a new contract with the Packers. Can we talk and about he the fact that... that like, he made that very clear, right? That it's like this news broke. He got completely upstaged by Russell Wilson. And then immediately him and Pat McAfee are like, oh, actually, the deal's not done. Like, get the fuck out of here. I'm so tired of his shit. Like, just go away. Just take your money and go away. Um, also but, a Bears fan. Also a Bears fan, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but... I guess the big question here for me to you guys, was this the right move for the Packers? And I know we just talked about how if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have shit. Um, but give, I think these situations are a little different. 
And given Roger's situation, if it he is getting $50 million a year, obviously you can massage that a little bit with some cap gymnastics, but was it the right move? Absolutely. You've got the greatest quarterback that's ever played the game. There is no amount of money that you can reasonably put on that to not continue with that. The, Jordan Love is clearly not the answer, or at least not the answer to being a contender. That division's pretty wide open at this point still, right? Like, I mean, if the conference is, frankly, yeah, uh, yeah, with Tom Brady no longer being in it, who is your main NFC competitor? You've got the 49ers. Hopefully they don't make it again because that'd be terrible for the Packers. Um, but you got <laughs> the Rams. basically the NFC West. And outside of that, it's it's yeah. slim pickings. Yeah. Was that do you think that was the main driver behind his decision ultimately? I think that, that and being the highest paid player ever. Yeah, I think that that definitely played a part. I also think that he is one of the most sensitive dudes I've ever come across that is not wanting to admit that he's sensitive. And I think he realized the backlash of everything if he just leaves this. I mean, you're not going to be a Green Bay Packer fan, but like everybody just kind of I feel like everyone else in the NFL loves the majesty of like, okay, I could be an owner of a team and Green Bay just has that somewhat allure. And now you've got, you know, two straight Hall of Fame quarterbacks that have been there and just like, okay, I want this to be a competitive team. It's like when the Dallas Cowboys are good, right? Like the NFL is just better when the Cowboys are good. And I feel like the Packers are the same way. And when he was just going to leave them high and dry, I think he saw the villain that he ultimately would be. I don't know if he cares much about being the villain, frankly. I think the the closer thing here is J Rob, I think you shared this with us, but it was a quote from Charles Barkley that Rogers is the pretty girl that you need. She needs to hear every day that she's pretty. Like if he's not getting that, if he's not the highest paid player in the league, if you're not doing everything possible for him, then he's going to be discontent. I mean, I don't know. You can get into some of like the, the Jordan love stuff and whatever in a, in a second, but I think my one of my questions or part of the reason I posed the question is, was it the right move? Because I absolutely agree with you. It was the right move. You keep that guy around. But what are the cap implications for them now? Because they're expected to tag Devontae Adams. They have so Devontae Adams. They have tagged him. So that that number's what? In the 18 to 20 million range? 20 million. Yep. 20 mil. So and, and you can't massage that unless you can't massage the that at all without an extension, which right. would need to happen within the next week. Right. And the new league year starts March 16th. That's when you need to be under the cap. No massaging for Devonte Adams. And they're currently 46 million over the cap. So, I mean, Rogers has largely like his last two seasons. OK, MVPs, obviously the Packers have put together a very good roster around him and we're seeing this roster start to get stripped already um, this off season. And we haven't even hit the new league year. So what like realistically for Aaron Rodgers or for the Packers, maybe uh, as a better question, you probably aren't going to get better play from Aaron than you got the last two years. And it obviously didn't work out for you for whatever reasons. And now the roster (laughs) the roster around him is going to be worse like is it worth that the headache 
and the cap gymnastics and all of that stuff when you know i guess really all you need is to catch lightning in a bottle for four games and aaron Rodgers can do that for you but like it just it i think the situation's a lot last more 11 years but yeah um, <laughs> right. and his friend uh, randall cobb didn't realize he's almost his cap number is almost 10 million dollars i think this cap situation is exactly why he came out and said that there is no contract i think that there was a wink and a nod that said these are basically where i need to get to your job for the next six seven days is to get as much cap space as you can and my contract will fill in the rest of that it would not surprise me at all if this ends up being something that was reported as 50 million dollars annual average value four-year contract two of those are boy years and it's only a hundred million dollar two-year contract if they right. can make the cap work i think that that's it'll the the deal will get signed because there's no way they can carry a 46 million dollar cap number right now when they're 46 million dollars over the cap for aaron Rodgers. that's that's why and it'll be interesting to me to see how much he wants to repair his reputation because right now his reputation is you took too much money that's why you haven't been able to win a super bowl in the last 11 years and he's got that in the back of his mind yeah i i just think even with that right like do as much crazy shit as you need to do to fudge the numbers. They're in a really bad spot for the next couple of years with their cap. So they're in a bad spot with the cap, but they're in the playoffs the next couple of years too, most likely. So is that worth it? I I think yes. The answer is yes. Um, it's just combining all of that with the headache that is Aaron. Uh, I know is going to be frustrating I, <laughs> I don't think Gutenkunst wants to hear any more of Aaron Rodgers outside of his weekly scheduled media um and and by that I mean like his official media right. appearances no. not Pat, Pat McAfee McAfee. Show. yeah <laughs> yeah no I um, agree with you <laughs> but bringing this you know full circle to some degree um is Jordan Love the worst first round pick ever he will have started oh. one game. They had to trade. They included a fourth round pick to move up to get him. Moved up from the 30th pick to the 26th pick by giving up a fourth round pick. Yep. Yep. I mean, what qualifies as worse than, I mean, there are obviously circumstances where guys, you know, maybe got hurt or whatever, performed poorly, but to not even have a chance and, all the drama that it caused over the last three years. Um, I don't know. You can make a case for it. What do you think? I think there's metrics that you can certainly put together for that, right? Like Jamarcus Russell is always going to be considered the biggest draft bust, but that was, he was the number one overall pick. There's expectations that come with this. If you look at it from the, what you gave up to get Jordan Love is you gave up a fourth round pick, traded up from the 30th overall pick. You got, one interception and one touchdown in garbage time against the Chiefs in a game you probably should have won. The defense played lights out. And now you're paying someone at that same position the highest salary that has ever been paid for that position. So there, I, in the meantime, you could have had somebody that was a playmaker that was contributing to the team, right? Like this was, at least right. Marcus Russell was on the field to be shitty. Jordan Love is sitting on the sidelines being shitty probably jumping around 
um, <laughs> while you're paying someone else an extraordinary amount of money. I, I think that it was a terrible miscalculation, uh, probably because someone realized Aaron Rodgers was a dick and they don't want to deal with him, but they didn't exactly get the right pick um, to backfill him. So uh, there's yeah. an easy case to me that that was one of the worst picks all time. I also think it's very telling that, um, and obviously the Broncos quickly made a move to, you know, secure Russell Wilson, but it's telling that there were zero rumors of the Broncos with Nathaniel Hackett wanting to even look at the possibility of trading for Jordan Love. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think everyone in that building knows how bad he is. And it's just funny to look at the, the draft order here. So they moved up to 26. Um, they could have had T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, both of which went in the first two picks in the second round. Um, I'm pretty sure Aaron Rodgers would have appreciated uh, one of those guys. And Lavishka Chenault, I mean, KJ Hamler, there, I mean, and there's very good players, other areas too, obviously, um, that they took Jordan Love ahead of, but it's pretty bad. The, the situation there for how many games that they've won, like if I were to just give you the context of these situations and not told you the results on the field, you'd be like, this team is a fucking dumpster fire and I'm surprised they didn't have the number one pick. But yeah. I guess that's what Aaron Rodgers does for you. <laughs> he, that's what he does for you in the regular season. I, I don't want to run down a list of who he has beaten in the postseason since winning his Super Bowl. Um, he beat Joe <laughs> Webb. Um, I think everyone will remember him from fantasy football playoffs where a uh, wide receiver turned QB. Um, he lost to Tony Romo or beat Tony Romo on the does no catch. So basically yep. goal line touchdown that would have lost him the game. Um, he beat Kirk Cousins in primetime. Who doesn't? He beat Dak Prescott his rookie year. And he beat Jared Goff in his last game with the Rams, who was then traded for Matt Stafford and gave up two first round picks just to freaking yeah. get rid of him. Make him um, go away. He, he did beat Eli Manning once. He beat Russ Wilson once, but he's lost to Kaepernick twice. He's lost to Jimmy G twice. He's lost to Matt Ryan, Carson Palmer, Tom Brady. Like getting this guy into the playoffs, that's where his legacy is going to stand. And I think that's ultimately why he stayed with the Packers is he knows he's at least going to get the chance to stay in the playoffs if he is in Green Bay. If he went anywhere else, there is no such guarantee. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, any last thoughts on Rodgers? I'm very much looking forward to the day where we don't have to talk about him until we're doing game recaps. Dude, he's such a cocksucker. Like the fact <laughs> that he can just fucking do what he did all year, talk stupid shit, like spread misinformation. The last dance. Yeah, oh, just yeah. Be such a toolbox. And then to just get paid... Well, who, who knows what the contract's going to turn out to be, but when it's all said and done, just get paid hundreds of millions of dollars to continue to do the same cocksucking bullshit that he's been doing for the past 10 years. Crazy. I mean, it's it's a great racket if you can uh, if you can score it, right? If you're good enough, I think that's it helps the to be... NFL's policy, right? If you're good enough, we'll deal with it. Yeah, no shit. Or rich, um, yeah. Unless you bet uh, $1,500. <laughs> <laughs> oh poor calvin ridley um all right 
Well, then let's move on to the other somewhat surprising trade here. Um, I know that he was on, you know, the Carson Wentz was rumored to be either on the block or getting cut. But I was surprised when that trade went through today, at least the timing of it. So Carson Wentz acquired by the Washington Commanders, which I don't think I'm ever going to get used to. I might just default to calling them the football team for the rest of my life because I think that's way cooler. But um, the details of the deal is a second round pick swap this year, a 2022 third, so a third round pick this year, and then a third round pick next year that can become a second under the same qualifiers that the Colts pick to the Eagles became a first round pick. So uh, 70% uh, play time and playoffs or 75% of snaps. Um, Wentz is, if they broke it, don't fix it. I saw the, uh, I mean, it's one of my favorite memes this time of year because the NFL is just, you realize how many terrible talent evaluators there are. But um, it's the meme from Curb Your Enthusiasm where uh, he's like, it didn't work for them. And, you know, but it might work for us. Like, did it work for all those people? Um, I just, what are you doing, Washington? I know they needed a quarterback, but is Wentz that much better than Taylor Heineke that you had to give up what you gave up to get him? Like, what are we doing here? I mean, I to me, it's worth the shot. What I don't understand from the timing is on the Colts side of things they have so much cap money they didn't need to pull the trigger right now they probably weren't going to get greater value than they ultimately do for Wentz. but what is their fallback plan right now are they going rolling with danger like there's just they are now desperate and that's why i figured they would hold on to Wentz, eat the whatever six million dollar roster bonus that they'd have to pay uh, a week from now um i i'm actually props to the commanders for taking a shot um, I like the Panthers doing what they did last year, which is like, we suck at talent evaluation. Guess who else sucks at talent evaluation? John frickin' Elway does because he's only been able to evaluate talent after they win a Super Bowl, um, Super Bowl MVP, nine plus Pro Bowls. Like, oh yeah, this dude's this dude's pretty good. I don't know what I need to do to convince you. I have a PowerPoint. Um, so I, I applaud the commanders for, for that and just saying... Um, Guess what? We don't have a quarterback right now that we can win with. It is a winnable division. Um, I don't think that the Cowboys are going to be as powerful as they per- were perceived this year, especially probably losing Amari Cooper. Um, yeah. So so take your shot because there's nothing in the draft right now. So I was the only part that surprised me is I thought it would be Jimmy G instead of Wentz, but I knew that they would make a move for somebody that was probably in the 20 plus million dollar contract realm, maybe Derek Carr. Yeah. So, I mean, where does Indy turn their sights now? You mentioned Jimmy G, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, we mentioned earlier. Tom Um, Brady. Um, I I don't know. That's why I don't get this move. I've been a big fan of Chris Ballard for a lot of the things that he's done, especially throwing, you know, just saying that was a bad decision. Let's move on and put our tail between our legs and see what we can do. Um, But I, I just being in this position where you need a quarterback is is a perilous position i don't think they set themselves up well they must have something else that they're ready to work on or go in for an all-in on like a deshaun watson 
Yeah, but it's the same it's the same situation that the Bears found themselves in last year, right? Where it's like their only move was to make a big move. And it worked NFL out for Super Bowl MVP on your roster last year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Maybe the Colts need a, uh, you know, the rekindle some of that Frank Reich Nick Foles magic, I don't know. But, you know, it obviously worked out for them in getting Justin Fields, but they had to get really lucky for that yeah. to happen. Now, there's no guarantee you're going to get as lucky here. And when you're looking at this list of guys, it's like, yeah, there's quality players here. Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, as long as it's not primetime. Um, Jimmy G, as long as he doesn't need to throw a touchdown. Um, you know, but, and maybe it's, you know, Watson is a, a target of theirs as well. It just, I feel like they back themselves into a tough corner that it's yeah. really, really hard to get out of. You mentioned giving Ballard some props. I feel like he universally gets praised. He always has them in good cap situation. They've been a competitive team. They have some decent talent on that roster. He's a five. They're 500 since he's taken over. And I, I just question a little bit. At some point, you are what your record says you are. And this situation, I, I applaud getting out of the Wentz deal as quickly as he did, but getting into it in the first place um, is a, a bit of a, a pretty big mistake. So the, it, the only qualifier I want to throw in on that is that most people aren't expecting their franchise quarterback to retire at 29 years old. I don't think that that was ever in the game plan to be able to pull off Philip Rivers and Carson Wentz in consecutive years. I, I got to give them some legitimate moves there because they, it wasn't the bottom of the barrel, right? They weren't picking right. number one overall. Like when they had Andrew Luck, they didn't have the draft capital pull off um, a super competitive quarterback. So I think he's done a decent job there. No, I, I think he's done a decent job. Um, I think he's an average to above average general manager. Ultimately um it's it all will always come down to your decisions at quarterback and we'll see if he gets it right this time um but you know Wentz what do we expect from Wentz in Washington by the way I mean do I we, was, do we think he can still turn it around I was high on him for the Colts and I will own that that was one of the best offensive lines he's ever going to play behind and he just didn't perform well. So I, I think mm -hmm. that this is the downturn for Wentz. He had the flash in the pan with the Nick Foles Super Bowl win. And outside of that, uh, he is Prince. Uh, I don't know what the English royal family is, but Prince Harry, Prince Henry, the eighth, whatever one cut off his wife's head. No, um, no, I just I don't I don't have a lot of faith for him moving forward. I appreciate that the commanders are tr trying to rekindle that, but I, I just think it's a little bit, a little bit lost at this point. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. Do you think, so do you think Trubisky is where Ballard's going? I, it wouldn't be a bad move. I mean, it's, it's a low risk move. I can't imagine it'll cost you too much. Although now, you know, what other teams are, looking for a quarterback now. So we've got the Colts. Seahawks. Steel Bucks, Steelers. Steelers. Saints. Those are like so, desperate need. 
we got Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota, Mitch Trubisky, um, Jimmy G might be on the move, and Teddy Bridgewater's available now too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they, he might Ballard might have already lined up who he wants to take over and realize that he has the best proposition for anybody else, right? The AF the AFC South's not overly competitive. Ten, Titans have done very very well. But that's mm-hmm. the only real competition in that division. So can he lure one of these quote unquote top free agents to his team? And does he feel like that's why he was willing to be able to do this so early? Uh, maybe, but do any of those guys move the needle for you? You know, more, just as much, if not more than Carson Wentz. I mean, they were a game or two away from making the playoffs this year. And it was a really just took a Carson Wentz collapse. I mean, they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars when they, could have been wrapping up a playoff position. Right. So, right. Well, uh, we'll definitely stay on top of that, but um, just a weird situation there (laughs) given all the hype from the trade last year. But all right. I think uh, one last big name quarterback, what we need to touch on here. Um, It's been about a week since a lot of this went down, but Kyler Murray and the Cardinals have a very interesting relationship, very interesting situation unfolding for them. Um, My first thought or question for you guys, what were our thoughts about the statement that his agent put out? By the way, his agent is also Cliff Kingsbury's agent, but all caps, uh, it was a fucking novel. And it basically said, um, that Kyler wants to be paid it like TLDR was give me my money. Also, I'm not the bad guy because I'm saying that I want to win and I want to do it here. It like, I, I don't I, know. It just felt like such a, a weak statement to me. I, I can't take seriously any ultimatum, which you include a picture of yourself on. Um, I mean, he had his logo at the bottom and a picture of him throwing the football, no offensive line in the picture because it probably would have been batted down. Um, I wouldn't touch this fucker with a one and a half foot pole because I'm too tall. Um, I, it was absolutely ridiculous. You're three years into the league. You haven't won a single playoff game. Yes. You guys have gotten more wins each and every year. That's also because you lost some really shitty games and you played the nfc east last year this year it's afc west nfc west and i think their caps 11 games max that's if they go all out so i think he realizes he needs to move now or else there's going to be serious questions as to whether or not he is truly their franchise quarterback i just love too that he was like saying how much he's improved the team year over year and like the whole time i'm like that was the year you had Hopkins. That was the year you added Watt. That was the year you bolstered your defense. That was the year you added this. And it's like, it's not just you. And the fact that you're already trying to proclaim that this is all on your back, then why are you not taking responsibility for the absolute free fall that you guys had in the back half of that year? Like, it, you can't have both ways. You it just escaped. can't be. It wasn't his fault. You can't have it both ways for sure, but I I think the part that irks me the most is the the very blatant like lie up front, which is basically trying to pit the fans against the organization saying, I want to win and I want to do it here. If you wanted those two things, that statement would not be public. 
that -hmm. would be a conversation you would be having behind closed doors with Steve Keim, with Cliff Kingsbury, who, by the way, got extended. (laughs) Um, All of the talk about uh, the Kyler stuff that, you know, whatever. Yes, I have no idea why the Cardinals would make that move other than they plan to align all three of those guys, Kime, Cliff, Kyler, but on the same timeline, but like, holy shit. Um, They are just, for a team, again, we mentioned it kind of with the Packers to have that much success with that much bullshit going on. Um, The Cardinals are kind of an anomaly with what they did this year as well, although we kind of saw uh, how it ended for them, but just wild. Um, My question for you guys here is what is he worth? I, I assume there's no way the Cardinals are moving on from him. Okay. He's too young. He's too good. We talked about how getting rid of a talented quarterback is a losing game, but you know, right now, if you want to look into some projections here, um, Brad Spielberger, I believe is his name uh, for pro football focus. He, he does a lot of work with over the cap as well. Uh, understands the cap really well. Great resource, great follow on Twitter if you want to know what's going on as far as the cap. But he projects a Kyler extension looking like six years, two hundred and seventy-five million. And the idea there is twenty-two percent of the cap at signing and matching Josh Allen's six years for the deal. Um, it puts him ahead of Patrick Mahomes as far as average annual value. Obviously, he um, once the Rodgers deal goes through, you know, he will be behind that. But, you know, what ultimately is he worth? What are you willing to give up for him right now? I get that it used to be that every quarterback contract was the next highest paid contract. You're putting Kyler Murray on the same realm as Patrick Mahomes, who already has a Super Bowl, a Super Bowl MVP, three AFC conference champion like appearances. I I, this is absolutely insane to me. I would never give him that much money. I agree that it's going to take that much money to sign him. And I feel like that's very similar to the Lamar Jackson contract right now is it'll take that much money to sign him. You don't have to sign him. This is if Tyler's here to win. That's you win when you have cost controlled contracts. Tom Brady did it for an entire career, basically. There was a blip in the middle of his career where he started taking more money, and guess what? They didn't win championships then. If your quarterback's taking up 22% of your cap, you're not going to win games. This takes 53 guys being successful on every single play to get the job done, and you can't commit that much. Uh, History shows you can't commit that much. I think the... Only person that's been above like 14% of the cap and won a, and won a championship was Peyton Manning. And that was in his prime with a freaking awesome Denver Broncos team that was everyone else was on a cost controlled contract. So they were able right. to pay him that money. It, it's absolutely asinine. If you want to win, you say, guess what? I'm going to work. I'm going to be here on my third year, fourth year, take my fifth year, year option, and then you can start paying me in the 35 million dollar range and that's what it's going to take to win um this there's nothing here that says kyler murray is a team player or wants the team to succeed because if that was the case he would have his mouth freaking shut right now yeah i mean there's there's sort of a movement i i 
gets poo-pooed a little bit because it's been driven by a lot of the the analytics guys, quote unquote analytics guys um, around the league, but that you essentially have two options with quarterbacks. You try to find a rookie deal quarterback. And even if they're, they're not a huge needle mover, the cost control element, like you mentioned, is the key there, a la Mac Jones, or you pay for the Hall of Famers, which of which there are you can probably count on one hand the number of guys that are actually giving you the value of those deals. Um, Rogers, Mahomes, Allen, uh, you know. Is Mahomes, though? We haven't seen yet. We've only we seen Mahomes seen when yet. he's cost-controlled. We've only okay. seen Allen when he's cost-controlled. We're seeing Russell Wilson when he costs the Denver Broncos $26 million. Like, that's right. the point, is that that's kind of the threshold, is you're saying you should be taking 12% of the cap, not 22% of the cap. 22% of the cap is absolutely insane. Again, yep. I don't disagree that he's, like, I would put that out there as well, because there's no way a contract is happening unless he's getting yeah. that much money. But... Mm -hmm. Short of that, they're not winning anything. They're not being successful with 22% of the cap being taken up by one person. Who, Which team in recent memory has had that high of a cap hit for a quarterback and been even remotely competitive? I mean, I mean if you, you want to call the Green Bay Packers losing in the national or the um, NFC conference game every year, that's as close as right. they've been. Right. Dak was on his first year of that. $40 million hit right last mm -hmm. year. And obviously it, the Cowboys now have to move on from Amari Cooper. I mean, the, the Zeke contract is probably fucking them more than Zach, Dak's contract, to be honest, but that's completely uh, fair. But they signed yeah. Jonah Brown who dropped like three passes in the playoffs. So yeah, good job. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it, it's a losing game unless that player is truly transcendent and Kyler the only opportunity we've had to see him in the playoffs was the arguably the worst player on the field. And it's the reason they lost that game. So um, it's a tough situation brewing down there. I know it seems that they've mended, you know, their ties and everything a little His bit. Pictures are back up on Instagram. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Use of yeah. Social media. <laughs> but uh, that's, that's going to be one worth, watching for sure is there a chance that kyler holds out this year there's no chance he holds out i no. i don't think that if he holds out in his third year well three years uh, you know actually achieved fourth year contract who the hell is going to take a chance with that prima donna we've already been exhausted with what aaron Rodgers is doing and that's after yeah. he's the best quarterback to ever play the damn game multi-mvps yeah. Kyler hasn't even touched the surface of that. And his game is not something that can hold up over time. Cause what is he going to do when he's not the fastest guy on the fucking field? Cause yeah. that's going to go. That's why you don't give running back second contracts unless you're green Bay and you want to be in salary cap hell. Um, no, I just like that. That's what I don't get. Like, that's why, that's why Lamar Jackson's not getting paid right now. They're like, let's see how this keeps going. Cause guess what? You missed the end of last season. And, while you're fantastic, we need you here for the playoffs. We're not we're not doing an opposite thing here, right? Where somebody else, right. Drew Locke, starts the first eight games, and then we bring somebody else in for the last eight or nine. Now, thank you, Goodell, good job. Um, in the playoffs, like that's it's just not tenable. 
So you need to play it out. And someone in Kyler's, I understand what Kyler wants the security because he's likely to, you know, get hurt and not be able to finish. But as a from a Cardinals perspective, there's no reason to pay him early. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. It's it's going to be interesting because even though he's, it feels like these moves. You know, he's been a little more vocal on social as of late. He obviously put his photos back up. Those all just seem like moves to repair his image. I mean, the whole thing is positioned in a way to make him look good and the team look bad. Um, and he thought I just, that the public would be on board with that. That was the funniest part about it. And everybody else trashed him. Right. Oh, it's going to be interesting. That's for sure. But um, hey, the NFC West, not only is it really a really tough division, a really good division. It's also a lot of fun if you're into the NFL news cycle. So uh, we, we will be watching. Um, all right. Any last thoughts on Kyler? Any last thoughts on any other movement that has gone down before we get out of here? Uh, one comment about Amari Cooper getting cut. I know it probably had way more to do with the $20 million that he was owed but there is a rumor circulating around that after the playoff game last year, Amari Cooper called Dak Prescott, the black Kirk cousins and Dak Prescott lost his fucking mind apparently. So if that ends up being the reason why Amari Cooper is in a cowboy, that is the funniest thing I think I've ever heard a receiver call a quarterback. <laughs> Man, I, you know what? I, I, all caps this league. Am I right? Like just Dude, good shit. Best reality television there is. Yep. T- Tom Brady is the brunette Andy Dalton, right? I mean, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, That one's rough, but yeah, I think that's all cap situation right there. 20 million for somebody that couldn't catch $20 million in one of those fucking um, wind tunnels. Uh, it just wasn't, it wasn't paying off. Yeah. All right, boys. I think that does it for us then. Um, we obviously could have some other big news coming. Deshaun Watson deal potentially. Uh, maybe big not Friday. quite. Yeah, right? not exactly. Not quite as big, but Kirk Cousins deal potentially. Sounds like it's uh, you know, available there. But um, all right. It was good talking to you guys. Tom Brady to 49ers. Good now that you. the NFC West has uh, no Russell Wilson. Well, it'll it should be an exciting year. Yes, oh, for I'm sure. excited. Uh, we know, we know, Josh. <laughs> if you stood, the whole town knows. Dude, talk about the outlook of like your season being like, God damn it! Like, what the fuck are we gonna do to be in like, oh my god? Football just got a whole lot more entertaining. Like, even just from the outlook of like how many marquee quarterback matchups you're gonna have just out of that division. Is that what 12? My math sucks. Is that 12 games or 16 games on the year? <laughs> that that's that that's both because like you play well, each other twice, right? But you can't count yourself, but, so it's 12, yeah. right? It'd be 12 total games where all like all four of those teams playing each other. It's 12. That's a games toaster a question. That's a toaster question for sure. Oh, you're talking about interdivisional, yeah, yeah, where you got 12. two marquee yeah. quarterbacks. I you're you talking got. about. Uh, yeah, I thought you were talking about uh, Broncos games in particular. <laughs> yes, 12 interdivision matchups. Oh, it's going to be so great. I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose some hair over it, but it's going to be great. It's going to be great. All right. I have to shave my balls.
<laughs> I shaved my balls for this. Isn't there a shirt that says that? Uh, all right. That will do it for us, everybody. Thanks for listening. And we will catch you later. Have a good one. Peace.